Welcome to Deed and Truth, a podcast where we explore loving God and loving others, not just in word, but also in action, with the Word of God as the source and standard of truth. I'm your host, Tommy Morris, and as always, I have a special guest in the studio with me today. Today, I have a good friend of mine, Joey Rivette. Welcome to the podcast, man. (laughs) Thanks, man. I'm excited. (laughs) This is a new venture for Joey. This is his first time being on a podcast, so I'm excited. Most people don't want to hear me talk. (laughs) (laughs) No, man. So, I, I have had the privilege of hearing joey talk numerous times joey is an engineer by trade but he's also an elder at our church at live oak church navarre and was also my life group leader so i actually got to hear joey talk quite a bit so and i enjoyed it it was good yeah you you invited me here i guess i invited you here so that says something right (laughs) yeah for sure definitely says something so i invited joey on to talk about love in respect to well originally let's say this originally i invited joey to come on and talk about loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That was the original uh, topic when I reached out to him and said, this is what we're going to tackle and and kind of go through. But as we were kind of putting notes together and I was uh, thinking a lot through it, I thought of the verse, we love him because he first loved us. And it made me realize that before we could talk about loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we have to talk about why we're even able to do that, which is because he first loved us. And the reason I wanted Joey to come on is is his heart for this subject. I just know how much it is means to you. I know how, uh, I don't want to say how soft your heart is on it, but... But I know what it means to you when you think about the love that God has for you. Yes. You know? Yes. And so that was... I'm glad you didn't yeah. say it's because I was good at it. You just said <laughs> I have a heart for it, right? <laughs> you are good. But this is, I mean, this is a topic that I think is very dear to you, you know? And so I think that was a, a big part of wanting you specifically to do this these oh, these that. topics with me. So yeah, so the first thing that, that we want to look at is... God's love for us. You know, first John four nineteen. We love because he first loved us. And uh Joey, I'll tell you what, I'll let you go ahead and uh, you want to read that first verse that we, we put on there because I know you had some thoughts on it. Yeah, so um, in John three sixteen, which is you know pretty popular verse for most people, most people know this by heart, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And when, when you sent this to me, you know, most people, John three sixteen, you see a football game, it's people holding up the sign. Yeah. People, people like to remember that, um, you know, God so loved the world. That's what people hang on to. Right. But for me, when I read this verse, I really think about how God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Mm. Because what would the opposite would be God could have sent his son into the world to yeah. condemn the world, but he didn't. So right. why didn't he? And it's out of his love. You know, yeah. He says here, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So it's a perfect example of God's love where he had every right to condemn. And in fact, the world yeah. is already condemned. The next verse goes on to say the world's already condemned. He had every right to do that, but yet he chose not to out of love yeah. for us, which is when you really sit back and think about it, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it is interesting. We focus on the positive part of that and we forget that it was not love that we deserved, right? And so that is huge. So also, so the next verse we have was First John 4, 9 through 11. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. 
not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So there's a lot in that verse, and there's a lot that we're going to dig into later. We're going to look a little deeper into Christ being the propitiation for our sins. But this does speak to the fact that God's love for us really had nothing to do with us. It wasn't because we loved him. It wasn't because we were seeking him or seeking out this relationship with him. You know, not that we have loved him, but that he he loved us. This does go into the fact that of what you were saying, God's love has was not about us deserving it or about our worthiness. Yeah? Yeah, it, it reminds me, I think, about Ephesians chapter 2, you know, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses. I mean, how none of us were seeking after God. Yeah. And, and so God had to work. God had to first love us. I mean, yeah. like we said, and if, if, Without God's love, we are destined to God's wrath, mm. you know, destined to separation from God forever in eternity. Yeah. So if God doesn't doesn't first love us, we have no hope. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do to love one another, if you said. Right. Yeah, we can't even get there. So C.S. Lewis, I was quoting from him, said that God's love is not dependent upon us. The Christian does not think God will love us because we are good, but that God will make us good because he loves us. Hmm. So that's powerful. Yeah, for sure. Because there's nothing good in us. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I guess the true Christian, not the social Christian of today in Western society, right? Right. Because I think, so. yeah, I think in um, when Dwayne and I did defining the terms, we talked about some Gallup polls that are people that talk about how many what percentage of people believe in God. It's like over 90% of people or some crazy 80 something percent. I can't remember what it was, but say that they would believe in God and uh, some 60 something percent talked about belief in Jesus because not everybody who believes in God is going to believe in Jesus. Some right. people for God's a cosmic energy or whatever. But I think same thing. I think you would find high statistics if you were if you were to go out and interview and say, "Do you love God?" Oh yeah, I love God. I love God. Well, that was totally me before I came to know Christ. Yeah, I mean, you know, me and God had this you know this agreement. Right? Yeah, I mean, I love God, but well, I knew God. He, I knew He created. I didn't think believe in this Big Bang theory or yeah. But God was everywhere, and I could yeah. you know meet. Him him on the golf course or and while I was fishing I didn't need church I didn't need scripture to know God right but God found yeah. me <laughs> yeah yeah well I, you know and the other thing I, I've seen videos uh clips of guys who are going out and they're I don't say quote unquote evangelism is just walking up to people going God loves you so much man you're so awesome God loves you he wants you mm. right and you know we're we're, lo- we're kind of like just lost on the idea that we don't deserve it. Like we are sinful and wicked and depraved and we don't deserve it. And it is God's grace that he even extends that to us. Well, I think asking someone, are you, do you feel like you're good? You're a good person. Mm. I don't know what the, the statistics are, but yeah, most people would say that they're good people. Yeah. And you see like Ray Comfort and those guys who go and right, break right. it down for you and, yeah. and for you, you know, you know, based off what biblical term of good is. You, no one meets that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Martin Luther, another quote. So I've got a few quotes here, but uh, Martin Luther said, God's love does not love that which is worthy of being loved, but it creates that which is worthy of being loved. Hmm. And that, that really stood out to me. That was a powerful statement, right? That it's not because we're worthy of being loved that he loves us. Yeah. It's that because he loves us, then we have our worth. You know, our yeah, worth that, is, is that's only a powerful. Him. Quote, because I think even a lot of Christians today um, struggle with the worthiness, you know, even yeah. knowing that God has put worth 
has given us worth because he loves us. And yeah. But struggling of knowing my past, knowing what I've done, knowing what I do did this morning or, yeah. you know, whatever, that being worthy of God's love is just so overwhelming because, you you know, it's just, it's all him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, when you talk about worthiness, it, it tends to go one of two directions. Either one, we... We never feel worthy and, and we're kind of always down and, and beating ourselves up and, it, you know, but then there's the other side where we think it's because we're worthy, you know, and it can lead to, to different things. One can lead to pride. Another can lead to us trying to use works to constantly earn that worth yeah. that we can never earn. God freely gives it to us in salvation. We, we gain worth by putting on his robe of righteousness, by his blood washing us of our sins. You know, not by any works that we do. So there's nothing that we can do to ever earn or put on that worthiness. It'll never happen. For sure, it's a it's a thin line um, in a way because you know you don't I mean, you don't want to just I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. But there is that aspect of it. Yeah, I'm worthy because he gave me worth. That's why I'm worthy, not because of anything in me. Right. And that's that's a powerful feeling and a powerful truth that I'm worthy because He made me worthy. Yeah. Um, and, and only through Him and in Him am I worthy. That's yeah. It's it's an awesome powerful thing. And it's very freeing. Where it's very freeing <laughs> yeah. to to stop striving to attain something that we can never attain. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Romans three yeah. twenty three for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just so true. And it's that goes back to the. I'm not good. Yeah. You know, there's nothing good in me. There's nothing worthy in me on my own merit. You know, that was important to for me to understand yeah. growing up in a church who, you know, good people. I don't remember the gospel being preached. I remember good stories. I remember mm. loving people, but I don't remember my first experience was at Live Oak, you know, I don't know, 15, 17 years ago now. Yeah. Hearing Romans being preached and, and hearing this pastor go through Romans and, and, and hearing him say, you know, all have sinned, everyone's sinned, everyone's fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. And, and, and hearing him preach through Romans going, that's not the God I know. That's mm. not, that is that is that right? Is that who God is? You know, and then going back home and before I was a believer reading, you know, what he said and going, yeah. well, this God, I mean, that's what he said. That's what it says here, but that's not who I know. Mm. And then, you know, the, the one day, you know, not to give my full testimony here, but you know, the one day when he said, you know, he turned to Matthew chapter seven and was saying, you know, not all who you know, prophesy many, in my name. Many will come many to me. Come many me. will come to me on that day and say, Lord, Lord, have we not yeah, prophesied, prophesied in your, your name? name? And he said, depart yeah. from me. I never knew you. Yeah. And I'm going, man, it's, it's, not about believing in God. Right. It's about having a personal relationship with Jesus and knowing him. Right. And I'm going, that's me. That's who he's talking. He's mm. talking directly to me. I mean, I, I believe in God and I believe in Jesus. Yeah. I had no problems with that. I believed in going to church. I believed in being a good quote unquote Christian. <laughs> yeah. Doing the right moral things. Yeah. I was a good person by moral standards, by, you know, Western civilization standards. Yeah. But I didn't have a personal relationship with Christ, and that really hit me. You know, and that and and this verses in Romans was really essential to me understanding who God is, yeah. not who I'd made God out to be. Yeah. You know, that loving God, the grandfather who loves everybody, right? You know, right? Because right. God so loved the world, <laughs> right. right? You know, so I believed all that. Just God opening my eyes through these verses here was huge for me um, to understand who He is and who I am yeah. in Him, and just overwhelming. Yeah, very. And it's it's interesting because the verses preceding. Romans 3, 23, and through verse 9 through 12, it, one part of it talks about the fact that no one seeks for God. And th the thing is, is that that relationship, God initiates it with us, right? It's not that we're, you know, just 
so enamored by God. I mean, our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. We're content to live for ourselves. We are content to live in sin, you know, and it is God who initiates that relationship with us, mm. you know, and he showed that love by sending his son. That was that, that ultimate act of showing love to us and reaching out to us. So, yeah, so, so kind of transitioning, um, you know, we understand the Trinity and, and God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but in, in kind of differentiating some is, is looking at the love of Jesus Christ yeah. and looking at this in the sense that he went and died upon the cross, right? It, you know, we talked about John three sixteen about God sending his son and, you know, God sending his son for that sacrifice, but looking at it from the, the aspect of Jesus Christ who walked as a human here on earth, that he gave up his life. You know, and so Romans, stay, stay, staying in Romans, Romans 5, verses 6 through 10. But so in Romans 5, it says, For we, while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ Jesus died for the ungodly. One will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. So that even in our complete rejection of him and so in our love for the world which in turn is really hatred towards him he still loved us and died for us yes that's powerful yeah you know it again sends me back to ephesians 2 and you know when it says but god being rich in mercy and i think about that word mercy a lot and you know you can be as humans we can show mercy to someone yeah and not necessarily show love you can mm. you know you remember the game mercy used to bend people's <laughs> fingers back and yeah, say, okay, yeah i probably lost more than i won <laughs> they yeah. would say mercy and yeah. you would give up and you wouldn't go on to hurt them right, right. so you can show mercy to people you can show grace to people and not love them yeah but you know he goes it's on true. to say he clarifies you know paul clarifies that but being rich in mercy because of the great love and so he turned he flips it back to love not mm. just mercy yeah so you know god can be merciful he's merciful to many people he shows his you know grace on he sheds his grace yeah. on many people believers and non right but he turns it back to love and, yeah. and that's and so yeah it goes right along with that to me that um it's just a perfect example, you know, and I think um, Jesus goes on to say, and we may talk about this in the next episode, so I don't want to jump ahead, but you know, to, to love as I have loved you. And, you know, mm. he's given a great, he's given you the perfect example of love here. Yeah. Not to love those who love you. That's easy to do, right? Love yeah. those that hate you. And man, I struggle with that one. Yeah. It's going back to Matthew 544. Love, love your mercy. enemies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a tough thing to do. I struggle um, with just mercy on that one, much less right. love. <laughs> I think we can struggle enough loving our friends much less oh, our enemies right for sure but yeah so interesting quote i found from paul washer uh, so paul washer was very instrumental in me coming to the lord god used uh, youtube uh, sermon on youtube but uh, his quote here i have given god countless reasons not to love me none of them has been strong enough to change him mm. i mean that's powerful right there man just recognizing like man god i have and i i mean i have felt this so many times i mean i i'm i'm pretty sure i countless times that i've prayed god why are you still giving me another chance mm. right why i have given you just just like paul washer saying here like i've given you so many chances reasons not to love me not to extend that mercy and yet none of it changes him and his heart for me it's amazing yeah it's i mean it's just i'm i mean <laughs> i would have given up on me a long time ago yeah me too. long time ago i would have given up on you a long yeah time you'd have given up on me a long time <laughs> Well, you know, it just drives me to John chapter six. Once he, you know, once you're his, he holds on to you and mm. just nothing you can do as bad as it gets. 
He loves you. Yeah. And it, it's a it's a humbling humbling experience to feel yeah. the love of God and to go. I'm so not worthy. Oh yeah, and and we're definitely not. And and yet he died. I mean John John fifteen thirteen. Greater love is no man uh, than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. You know, and the rest of the chapter goes on, you know, where he talks about us being friends. And, and that is the ultimate, I mean, this verse sums it up. That's the ultimate act of love. And that is what Jesus did. I mean, First John 3.16, not John 3.16, but First John 3.16 says, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. So that goes back to the type of love. What is love? You know, we were, you know, prior to hitting record offline, we were talking about love and the fact that, you know, of, of defining the term, right? And Dwayne and I got into a little bit of that and in the first couple episodes of, of talking about what love means. Um, but we were talking about it in the sense of being sacrificial, mm. you know, and this first John three, first John three sixteen states that, that by this, we know love that he laid down his life for us. It was a sacrificial love. You know, it was more than, than just, oh, I love you, or, yeah. you know, I don't know, get you flowers, or whatever things that nowadays that we look at as love. It was a, it was a very sacrificial love. Yeah, and it, it goes on in First John 4, in this, the love of God was made manifest among us. So mm. it was on display. He displayed yeah. his love through Jesus. Yeah. And it causes me, as I walk through this you know, this life to constantly look back to the cross and go, that was mm. the ultimate display of love. Yeah. That he manifested love in that. And if I want to be like Jesus, if, you know, if that's my, if my goal to love God, yeah. you know, and it, you know, we, we'll go on in the next episode to talk about and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. That's my goal, right? To love God by loving those around me as yeah. he loved. And I fall short daily, but that's yeah. the goal. Well, I mean, that's the second part of that first John three sixteen is it says, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. So they're saying the example that Jesus gave, that's the example for us to follow with our brothers. And I mean, we even see it in marriage, right? That husbands love your wives the way Christ loved the church. Mm. And he laid his life down. And the mm. reason the reason I wanted to look at, at it from Jesus' side is because I think sometimes, well, we know. I mean, if you if anybody's watched American Gospel, Christ Crucified. Like 10 times? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's 30 hours, brother. That's a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's that good, though. Yeah. But it's it's crazy to me. That there are groups of people, and you'll see them in, in that documentary, right, that they look at Jesus' death on the cross as as what one of them calls cosmic child abuse. Wow. Yes. You know, they, they look at God. They look at the part of God sending Jesus to die, and they stop there. Yeah. You know, and they don't look at it from any other perspective. But that's... That's only a part of the story. It's only a half truth, right? Yeah. Because Jesus laid down his life, right? He was willing. Yeah, he did it willingly. Let this yeah. cup pass from me, but you know, let your will be done, right? I mean, so Jesus yeah. willingly went to the cross as an act of love. Yeah. And when you you can't read scripture and not see that, I, I don't right. see how you can. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's it's just throughout, just just woven all throughout the love yeah. that you see in the sacrificial love you see um, towards towards us. Well, he he bluntly states it in John ten, right? When he says, speaking about his life, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. And he even says this, I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I've received from my father. So he's stating right there that God, the father has given him Christ, the authority to lay his life down or pick it up again. Yeah. You know, and that he, in his love for us and in doing the will of the father, willingly laid his life down. It was not taken from him. 
It was not, you know, this cosmic child abuse of God punishing his son to appease, you know, his desire for wrath because of our sin. It was Jesus being a willing participant in this sacrifice. Yeah, and I think you talked earlier about, before we came on, about Vody Bacham. Uh, yeah. In that <laughs> saying that, did God send Jesus to die? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Did Jesus lay down his life and die willingly? Yes. Yes. I mean, so it's yeah. two-part question. Yeah. Both, both are, yes. are true. Both yeah, are both true. are true. And that is the combined and ultimate love of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit for us. Mm. So it's a, it's a powerful thing, and it is only because of that love for us that we're able to love one another. Amen. And then it is, and then the the and then the next thing as we get into as we'll we'll discuss in the next episode is that it is is not just because of that love that we're able to love him and we're also able to love one another, but the love that he showed for us, he gave us the example. Yes. For how to love one another. All right, man. Any uh, final thoughts on God's love for us? And man, I'm just glad He loves us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I just I, I'm overwhelmed by the fact that He would send a Son to love us, and it's just amazing yeah. and uh, just humbly thankful. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in every Monday as I have a special guest in the studio to talk with me about what it is to love God and love our neighbors in both deed and in truth. And check us out every Friday for a new episode of Freestyle Friday. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Leave us a review and go ahead and share the podcast with your friends. You can also check us out online at deedandtruthpodcast.com and you can connect with us on social media. We're on Twitter at deed underscore truth and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube by searching the Deed and Truth podcast. All right, until next time.